0: And welcome back to Kidmin Talk. This is your host Carl Bastian, coming to you from Kidology.org, where our mission is to equip and encourage you in your ministry to children. Well, we are picking up where we left off last time, where we talked about all kinds of apps that you can use in ministry right from your iPhone or your iPad. Last time I told you about a really cool new app for your iPad called David vs. Goliath from Righteous Tales. Well, this time I've got the creator of that app right here on the show. His name is Gerald Henson. We're going to talk about that app, why he created it, what he's got in mind for the future for your families and for your ministry. And I even have a guest appearance as well from none other than... My son, Luke, to give uh, his thoughts on the app. So, sit back, relax, and listen. You'll even find out how you can win a really cool poster of the app as we talk Kidman. Well, it was about a year ago, at least, that uh, I discovered on Twitter that a new app was coming, it was Gerald Hinson that was putting out some leaks and some advanced promotion, and I'm, I'm so honored and excited to uh, have him on the show today. How you doing, Gerald?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having us
0: on. Yeah, well, you know, the last podcast I did last week was uh, all about different children's ministry apps and uh, ways they can be used in ministry, and uh, I sang your praises quite a bit. And then I got the idea that it would be great to just uh, hone in on yours And tell people a little bit about it. You know, there's a lot of secular apps. And sometimes we think secular, ah, that's a bad word. But I just mean regular apps that we utilize for ministry. And there are other Christian apps out there. But I'm really excited about yours. And I think uh, that was apparent in the way I talked about it last week. And I really appreciate you making some time to join me today. And to tell people about this Righteous Tales. Because it's more than just a singular app. You're hoping, and I'm hoping, that it's the beginning of several apps. And so I want to talk about it. But let me just start by saying iPads are part of kids' lives. My son's got an iPad. Granted, it's a hand-me-down from a, an employee who wanted an upgrade. So it's a, a first-generation boat anchor <laughs> iPad. Um, he spends a lot of time on that. In fact, we have to manage how much time he spends on that. But we do Minecraft together. It's, a, it's modern-day Legos. Uh, this week, we've gotten into Ice Age uh, Village, and we're having fun building little villages on there. There's uh, some other games that we enjoy, but uh, you have created something that when you hear Bible stories on videos or apps, a lot of times they're not very engaging, or they can be old fashioned. And But you have created something, this David versus Goliath, that is just really cool. So right out of the gate here, uh, if you wouldn't mind, before we talk about kind of your idea and your vision for the future and why you did this, just tell us about the app, because people are just itching to know about this app if they have not yet downloaded, and uh, they're going to after they hear about it, but kind of just tell us a little bit about it. Okay,
1: it's a it's an iOS-only app so far. I'm hoping to port it to Android. Just for, I know people are gonna ask. Um, but the, the storyline, if you go to first Samuel, you know, and look at around verse, you know, chapter sixteen, you see this area where the prophet Samuel has become really disenchanted with King Saul. And we kind of pick up the story there, you know, and you know, that's prior to David being a hero. It's prior to, you know, and, and we wanted to actually take some time to explore that. And so the when you open the app, it starts out with David in the pasture and He's feeling really good about himself. He's you know, and the narrator introduces him, and he's talking about him, and, and he intros him as being a really good, you know, musician a really good shepherd, but only pretty good, you know, with the <laughs> swing. And, and of course, David takes offense at that, you know, and then tries to show how good he is, and you know, he ends up messing up, you know, with the he misses, you know, hits something he shouldn't hit, you know, which I'll let
0: you guys play it to see. Well, I love uh, that there's there's some <clears throat> character development in David throughout this app.
1: Right, you know, and part of what we were trying to do was, you know, David. You know the Bible gives you the facts, but you know if you, you have, sometimes you have to read between the lines a little bit to see you know the 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 person and the feelings and you know the and there's lots of hints there like you know his his family looks down on him because he's the youngest you know so we really wanted to explore that what, that, what did what that feel like and and we wanted to explore the you know this guy you know was raised in the lowest social strata you know of of the of that time he's a shepherd and he's the youngest you know socially he's the youngest you know in the family. In, from an occupation, he's about the, the lowest you can be in that culture, you know, and he's like, he's living in the pasture. What's, what's life ever going to be? And so, you know, eventually he gets anointed as king. And so, you know, we actually ask the question, you know, why would anybody follow him? You know, because if you think about it in modern times, you know, this is, he has no, you know, credit, you know, he has no experience. He has no claim to any of this, you know, and probably had no idea what it even looked like, right? So we, we wanted to take some time to explore him, the fact that he had to practice, and so right off the bat, you see, you're having to practice. So we launch you into a a game. It's it's a hybrid story, you know, interspersed with mini games. There's seven mini games throughout the story. And You know, in the very first one, he establishes the fact that he hasn't practiced enough. So we have you out slinging slinging rocks and. Uh, all the animals are helping you know and so we have some funny interactions that go on there yeah
0: and i like that it's it's a story game there's a lot of humor to it a lot of interaction it's got the the little hidden tokens like a lot of the stories go um but i love that you're thrust into the game right away too because i know when i first said to luke um that i wanted to introduce him to a to a bible story app uh i'll be honest He he wasn't too excited um, until he started doing it because he's like, oh, you know, I want to play my regular games. Um, But pretty quickly, he's you're into the game. And he was telling me and uh, we're going to invite him down in a little bit and uh, let him tell you a little bit about it. Um, But he loved the humor of the of the sheep uh, when you mess up and they come up and scold you. So, uh, so you've got some philosophical things behind it that you're trying to do, and some biblical things, and yet it's very funny and very en- engaging uh, for kids. So, yeah, thanks. It, it, you know, we we sat
1: down with it and and basically storyboarded it. On, you know, we were sitting at bookstores before we even had an office. You know, and and we were going through it, thinking, you know, we want to, we want to tell a story because we deeply believe in stories but we also wanted it to be a lot of fun you know we wanted, and we wanted to explore the character and, and so you know it starts with david and it it ends t- toward the end you obviously you fight goliath but the, the actual closing scene is you know returning back to samuel you know you know cuz he's really wanting to anoint david as king right you know because now he's done this heroic act and and there's i think there's 30 roughly 35 chapters in between that you know and the game. So originally, you you sling and you have to learn to sling stones. Help David learn to sling stones, and then you know the next. Not very long after that, you're fighting the lion. You have to chase the lion. He steals one of your sheep, and so there's a game where you're chasing the lion, and and there's a game right after that where you're fighting the lion. You know, and then you we progress on beyond that. We have some fun with him and his brothers and his dad. You know, in Bethlehem, and then shortly after that, you know, they're you know he's. He wants to go to war and he can't, and so he's bummed. So he goes back to the pasture, and then you're playing the lyre for his sheep, you know, along with you know, <clears throat> along with him. You know, he plays the lyre and he he plays another instrument with the sheep, particularly don't like, which is was pretty fun. The sheep in the in the game, there's a theme that the sheep don't like the banjo at all, which is a, a fun theme. <laughs> and then you know, the then you end up having another game, you know, where you're searching for stones, and you have a game where you're dressing him in his armor, and finally the, the final showdown. You you're having to use your slinging skills to fight Goliath. You know, in between that, there's just a ton of storytelling going on. uh, Well,
0: and and there's so much fun, interactive things to get you thinking. Like when you're in um, Samuel's house, there's these goals. And uh, I love where you're flipping the picture of uh, King Saul up on the wall and uh, the Mona Lisa, I believe it is, that appears up there. Uh, Einstein. Einstein. Am I giving away things that I shouldn't give away? No, it's fun. And then then I love Mm. the... um, it took me a while. Maybe I'm slow. I saw the mouse and I saw the cheese, and I had to figure out, you know, how to get the how to help the mouse get the cheese. You know, just right. by clicking different things. And I didn't even realize that was one of the achievements until uh, I was like, "Hey, I think if I do this, and I don't want to give a, give it away because it was a fun little challenge." Um, right. Then it said, "You got the achievement." <laughs> you, right. you know, um, but I gotta say, I loved uh, Samuel's wife. Uh, <laughs> And the uh, the interaction uh, between her, dare I say, the the nagging wife who's calling him down to dinner, and he's saying, "I'm busy writing," you know. So you had a lot of fun with it. I was oh, yeah. going to say, uh, what what right. was one of your favorite aspects? As you obviously had fun with the story, extra biblical humor that you were just uh, exploring. Well, the and
1: from the Easter egg perspective, we have all these little achievements you're talking about, and a lot a lot of those were. In fact, we actually most of those achievements we we did the we animated the entire story and then we went back and and added the fun achievements you know okay. so you know that was kind of phase three of the thing but some of those achievements are were a lot of fun to do because they kind of give you a little extra you know in the story so like when when King Saul offers his daughter you know to the. Any man who kills Goliath, you know, because he doesn't want to have to fight Goliath, and so he makes this deal, you know, with him. Part of which is, I'll let you marry my gorgeous daughter, you know. And we were thinking, you know, what does she feel about that, you know? So we put her in the scene, you know, and she resents it. She acts like a typical teenager who's not at all impressed with her dad, you know. And, <laughs> and she comes out and she's all pouty and she's got her arms put, put together. And if you if you keep touching her, she she has some pretty funny comments to make. Oh, you good. Know, to, to the soldiers you know like she gets really disgusted with them you know because she's left there just kind of hanging standing in front of all these soldiers that was fun um when goliath and the shield bearer come out you know the bible mentions he has a shield bearer but it doesn't tell you anything about him and so we decided to make him this little bitty guy you know who holds the shield is a really kind of squeaky high voice you know and, and he's a pretty hilarious guy to animate you know because he's he, he's really full of himself because he's goliath guy you know and sort and you know toward the end. When Goliath is gone, you know, he comes out and realizes, you know, he's out of a job. And so he starts, you know, trying to, you know, get himself recruited. He's offering, you know, I can cook, I can do all these other things
0: too, you know. <laughs> you know so that was fun. So it, it's basically like a cartoon, you know, an interactive cartoon. And I like the, um, you know, when you, repetition is how kids learn stories. And when you finish a chapter and you realize you, you'd failed to get some of those achievements, you end up replaying that chapter so that you can figure out those achievements or find those hidden objects, and that's great because you're, in a fun way, getting kids to review the story. So I think that's that's genius, you know, because otherwise they just kids just want to move on because they right. want what's new, and so you've engineered a way to get kids to review, but they don't actually know that they're reviewing. One of the goals for me, having
1: a software background, I've I, I bought a lot of educational apps over the years, and my experience with that, and you know, my previous, you know, employers' experience with that as well, was the if the kid knows they're being educated, they don't like it, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was kind of a goal. Was like you know, I want the story to be heard. And one reason we put all those achievements in was because, well, you know, though maybe it'll make it fun to kind of, re, you know, kids. If a if a story is, is fun, like my kids, when they watch videos, they watch them over and over and over if they like them. Yeah. Right. And so part of it is just making the story fun, you know. But a lot of it is also Making it challenging, so some of the achievements, for example, are a little little more difficult to find, right? You know, and you know some of them require you do two things at once with just exactly the right timing and that kind of thing.
0: No wonder I can't do them all. I'm going to have to ask my <laughs> son for help. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're we're helping Luke uh, review for uh, school that's coming back. He's had a lazy summer, and so I just bought him some Star Wars school books. You know, help him get ready for second grade, and uh, just because he's counting Darth Vaders, and and uh, (laughs) you know, hopefully he won't figure out that uh, well he pretty much has that we're trying to prepare him for uh, for second grade. Hey, let me uh, let me invite him down, and uh, he's excited. He he actually gets to talk to somebody who has created an app. Uh, for his iPhone, so let me uh, let me just pause this and go get Luke. All right, so I've got Luke here. Luke, this is Gerald, and he's the guy that created the David versus Goliath app that you've been playing with on your iPad. So. Uh, oh how, yeah, of course he is. How do you like it? It's really cool. <laughs> so, what, what's your favorite thing about it? Um, the sheep getting hit in the face by oh. the rock. Oh, you like the slingshot game where you where you shoot the. sheep? Of course, I do. So 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 don't be too silly. What what do you what do you like about how the sheep react? What were you telling me?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, he's making the face that the that the sheep that the sheep makes. So that's pretty cool. When they yeah, growl they at are very cool cool cool. So is that a fun way to, to learn a Bible story where it's kind of interactive? Yeah yeah yeah. Were you able to figure out how to give the mouse the cheese? Of course, I was. That, that was that was a little hard for me to figure out. So you wanted to ask uh, Gerald wow. Gerald a question. Cool. What was the question you told me you wanted to ask him? How did you make the app? Yeah, how do you create an app? Yeah, it's really cool. Well, it, to create an app, you have to get
1: a, a team together because no one guy can do it or one girl whatever. You know, so you have to have somebody who's great at drawing. You know, so that, that guy's called your concept artist. And then you have to have someone who can animate, and that person actually takes all the drawings and, mm. and draws them one at a time over and over and over, right?
0: Animate and, means to make it move.
1: Right, so make that guy it makes it, it, yeah, exactly, move. help me simplify. You know, and then you have to have somebody who is a great musician to actually come up with all the music that's playing and do all the sound effects, like when, the, when you're slinging the rock and you are the like, you know, or you hear the, the impact, or when the, yeah, when the sheep that. come up and growl. <laughs> You know, all that, you know, you have to have somebody yeah, does that, sh- and then you have, you have to have somebody to write the story, sh- and then you have to have somebody who can write the, you write the app itself that actually does the computer programming, you know, so
0: finding so, the team is So the which part, part to, do you, you know, do, or are you the, are you the creative person behind it all?
1: I am the guy with, had the original vision, and I wrote the story. Uh, we, well, we collectively storyboarded it. Wait so a took, minute, is
0: that your voice playing, telling the story?
1: Are you no, any also, of the voices? Uh, is, no. So you have to hire voice actors, you See. know, people who actually do the, the acting. Wow! And the the guy actually who's the narrator is named Dave Pettit. So He's you a, just created the app.
0: I did. Yeah. Along with wow. his idea, and then he then he got all those people to, to come together. So how <laughs> many total people worked on this thing? Oh, I was counting that actually.
1: We have we there was myself doing the software and the story, um, and then we had. Uh, uh-huh. Two animators, full time, and we had a concept artist who also, you know, helped us animate. So there's the four of us, um, and then I had a four voice actors, and then I had a sound guys. So I think the total was nine.
0: Yeah. And so you've been—I know I started following this about a year ago. How long total from from when you? I mean, the idea may have been a while ago, but when you started working on it to when right. uh, it actually went live in the App Store.
1: Well, so we actually started working together in the very end of 2010. And it went live in May 31st, 2014. So, about four years. But a lot of that for us was you know building the software, the game engine. You know figuring out how to do it. So we spent about six to eight months, you know, trying two or three ways of approaching it. Like for example, what you have to just figure out what kind of art you're going to use, how detailed the art is, wow. how many drawings so, like, is you want to do. It's really hard to make an app.
0: Think about this, Luke. What's what's eight? which is your age, take away four. He just fainted. Fainted from the math question. You questions. can't see that on a podcast. <laughs> what's, eight, what's eight take away four? Four. Four. So you were four years old when he started working on this. That's a long time. All right. About three and a half years. Wait, Talk three four? and a half years. I was four? So he's been working on this for a, a long time. I was four when you were working on this? When he started working on it. And he just got it done. All right. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of it to me was you're know, figuring out you know, the 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 style that you want to do it in,
0: because there, there's lots and lots of things that you can do. Uh, yeah. Goodbye, Luke. <laughs> he, he's well, gone. Luke, he's, good he's, to meet you, man. He's back upstairs to play on his iPad some more. Well, right. um, kids obviously uh, love this. Uh, you're a dad, right? I am. I have four kids. Were, were your kids a part of the motivation to do this? Yeah. In
1: fact, this began, I was working at Microsoft, I worked at Microsoft. I was in the software industry about 25 years before I did this, and about half of that was at Microsoft. And about about 10 years ago, you know my kids had come home from you know kids' church. We'd been to church Sunday morning. I brought the two youngest two home who at the time were probably seven and nine, seven and ten that range. Um, the oldest two stayed with their mom because they were about to go on a mission trip you know with the youth group to Mexico. And I was asking the younger two, hey, what was the lesson about? You know, the kind of the standard thing. And, you know, they were trying to tell me this lesson. And, and I, the, the older of the two, you know, had been talking to his buddy about halfway through the lesson. So he didn't remember the first half. So the younger, you know, was getting the chance to show him up and trying to tell the story because he didn't remember it. Right. Which is, you know, just kind of the hilarious interaction between the kids. But I finally figured out they were telling the story of Abraham... Isaac and Eleazar, where Abraham sends his chief servant home to the homeland of Ur, where they had come from, to find a wife for Isaac. Right? You know, and as they were telling the story, I mean, it was—I was, was really struck with the there's so many cultural details in that in that particular story that are alien to our society. I mean, the whole notion that you know somebody else was picking his wife. You know, <laughs> then this guy takes a bunch of camels, which you know, you know, like, kind of familiar with a camel because of watching Veggie Tales, probably, but. Or prince of Egypt, you know, and he takes a whole bunch of camels, and he shows up outside this town, and he's at a well, and so they didn't know what a well was; they'd never seen a well, you know, where you're drawing water, and then he, and then he prays this, you know, prayer, you know, saying, you know, Hoover offers not only to give me a drink, but to offers to give my camels a drink. She's the one; she's the wife, and so you know, well, about th- that's about
0: unusual. Th- that that's how I got my wife.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow.
0: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh,
1: um, the, um, so, I, you know, as, as they're telling the story, I'm having to stop them and ask them, do you know what a whale is? And they didn't know what a whale was. And, you know, and, and finally I asked the question, you know, what do you think about the story? And my older one, who at this point, you know, he, he had remembered the story at that point and was telling the, the final part of it, he said, oh man, I'm just completely freaked out by this. And I said, why? He said, well, it's so random this guy's going to be married and living the rest of his life with this lady who just happened to offer to to water these camels, right? And, And I said, well, have you ever seen a camel drink? And he's like, no, of course not. I said, well, he had a lot of camels. And so, you know, for her to draw the water out of the well and actually water the camels probably was an hour, hour and a half of work, you know. I said, so if you came walking out of town and you saw this guy and he asked you for a drink and it was some stranger would you have offered to spend the next hour or two of your life watering this guy's camels? And they're like, not a chance. And I said, well, that's kind of the point of the story, is he did something that was really, really unlikely by praying that prayer. And so then they go, oh, now I get it, right? And so I'm as I'm standing there, I'm like, wow, you know, this kids' ministers, you know, children's pastors have a hard job. You know, they've got 50 kids, 100 kids. They're all in there. they try to tell the story. They they get an hour maybe a week a lot oftentimes the kids are you know only showing up once every couple of weeks because of you know just you know what's going on in the summer or, or family reasons or whatever you know yeah. one of my best friends is a kids pastor actually and i was talking to her about this and she said yes it's brutal you know you you get a you got all these kids in a room you're trying to impart this story and, and you know you're doing your dead level best you know and you know and and it's heroic what they're doing frankly you know and so i, I was looking at that thinking wow it sure would be nice if Instead of when they leave, we were handing them something to to color or, you know, some handout. It would really be nice if we actually had something that they could be using at home. Something, you know, and that kind of spawned this idea. is like, well, what if, what if we actually had these stories done in a really modern way, you know, on their iPod or on their iPhone, mom and dad's iPhone or the iPad, you know, that they could actually be playing and interacting with all week, you know, because then you're reinforcing it, right? And, and that's yeah. something the kids' pastors when I when I told the my children's pastor friend about this, they're like, Wow, that would just be amazing. So we can actually just if we taught David and Goliath, we can actually say, Hey, go download this app, because this is what we studied this week. Right. And then the kids are just getting it reinforced and it's fun and it's with them, you know, on their it's in their pocket, it's in yeah. or it's in their backpack at school or whatever, you know. It, it's just it, it struck me as like there's not much there like this. And we need to we need to step up to this. because That was kind of the vision.
0: So your so your vision for Righteous Tales, the name of your company, is not right. the singular app. It's it's to have a line of, of apps. Right. Uh, are can you say maybe which one you kind of are thinking of? Maybe what what might be next? Yeah, what I would love to do, and what we've talked when we when we
1: dream about this, you know, we we think about doing Moses versus Pharaoh. Oh, that'd you be know, fun. You know, and, and I actually had a uh, one of the one of the things I did as a as a giveaway recently was we we did a giveaway of actual real slings built by a guy named Kent Butler uh, who lives in Arkansas who works with the Passion Play there. Um, ding! I'll give them a, a a quick you know shout out because it's an amazing amazing production that they're doing. Send
0: me the link and we'll uh, we'll put it in the show notes.
1: Oh, cool! Um, super nice guy, but he he makes these super high quality slings and he actually demos them as part of a show he's part of there. And so you know when we were starting down this path, you know, you know I was talking to him said, because he was making some slings for me, and he's like, "Oh man, you you guys have got to do Moses and Pharaoh." He said, "Can you imagine all the fun you can have with these, with you know the river?
0: You know when you're you know Moses is floating the river, Frogger, Frogger, right? Exactly. <laughs> you you, know, well, you yeah, might have, have to alter suit. it a little bit so you don't no. get sued, but oh uh, you know, yeah, the games you could do with those uh, plagues would would be uh, so much fun." Maybe you'll let people uh, tweet you at Righteous Tales and they give you their suggestions of what they think would be, uh, would be great stories. That'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Well, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the um, podcast that at the end, I'm going to let people know how you're going to send some folks a, a poster Really cool poster. Uh, they can look in the show notes, see what it looks like, or go to your store on uh, RighteousTales.com. We're going to give away some of those. So keep listening and find out at the end uh, how you can get one of those awesome David and Goliath posters mailed to you for free. So um, how can people help you? I mean, you, you're doing something that's very ambitious. It's a free app. Um, you haven't even mentioned that. Um, there is an in-game upgrade um, tell us a little bit how that works. So it's free, um, and I I did quite a bit for the free. In fact, uh, eventually I just paid the two ninety nine upgrade to, to support you. Um, but what's the difference between the free and the the in game upgrade? What 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 are the options for for kids and families? Right. So we did, one of the things I went into this
1: with was a desire not to have ads. Right. So we didn't we didn't go the path of you know constantly presenting ads to the player. You know because this. It just wasn't in our, in my DNA to do that. You know, I just I don't like them personally, and I wanted, you know, you, and you have to give up part of the screen to do that, you know, it's, and I just find them annoying, so we just decided not to. So you know, the format was, we're going to tell a story. The first third of the story, which is, you know, probably 12 or so chapters, I think, if I remember correctly, maybe a little more, um, is free. And once you get to a certain point in the story, then there's an upgrade to hear the rest of the story, the last two-thirds of the story. Um, in, a, in addition, there's, uh, if you... On the front screen, there's a little button for store, and you can actually go in there, which is one of the places you can go to to see what what actually can be purchased. And there's an additional sling game in there where you actually can you know play against your buddies if your if your kids are on Game Center, Apple's you know player versus player uh, with leaderboards and achievements. That's there. You could try for your high score. We actually have a but challenge. you have to there. be
0: good at math. Good at math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, uh, to, in order to uh, make sure a parent does the upgrade, you have a little math question in there. All oh, right. <laughs> and uh, I actually got the question wrong. I was hurrying, and I forget what it was six plus seven or it was something easy. But I, in my haste, I put in the wrong, <laughs> the wrong answer. And I, right. I had to, I had to re go in and get my math correct. But right. uh, I thought I got a kick out of that. That's actually an Apple requirement to do
1: that. Oh, really? But yeah, it was because they had too many people accidentally buying their kids accidentally buying things, which is a good deal. Yeah. Um, There's a there's another sling game there. I'm working on. There's an extra lyre game where it has like another 15 songs that you can play and a growing complexity. And you know, and the the songs that you play in the lyre game during the story are pretty simple and they're single note things. where you know, this one actually takes it a little further and you actually get to play chords and. You know, it's got a free play, and you can record your own songs and stuff. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so that, that'll be coming out next. That'll be the next update we do. And then there's a version of the Armor game, actually requested by kids. We had uh, about 30 different kids that beta tested for us, and one of the, and one of the kids... Came to us and said, "Hey, I I, I want you to do something." And I said, "Okay, what's that?" And he said, this, "This really fun to dress David in the armor, but it would be a lot of fun to dress him in some other costumes. Can you do like a pirate and a clown and a cowboy?" And and so we're you know because they asked, you know we're like, "Okay, that's obviously of interest." You know, so we're going to actually have another mini game that you can you know you pick up in the store as well, which you know, let you dress him in all kind of fun ways. Cool. As well, so the, those are you know. The, can they the save those pictures to their camera roll? Uh, we don't do anything to that, but you, uh,
0: using the iPad, you can obviously, oh, but yeah? you can,
1: you can screen, screen
0: grab it. For those that don't know how to do that, uh, you just push both buttons, your home button and your power button at the same time. And, um, uh, but yeah, that, that's a lot of fun. So, um, let me encourage you, those of you who are listening, uh, get this app, um, tell their kids about it and, uh, tell parents about it. Um, don't be bashful or hesitant, um. This is the kind of thing we ought to be promoting, and shamelessly. I mean, this is uh, this is a great investment that that you've made, and the return on investment is is pretty small. I mean, you're you're uh, making a great sacrifice, and and uh, I think it's in some ways um, a risk. I mean, you're investing a lot in these voice actors, these programmers, these designers, everything um, for a pretty small price. Um, And I would imagine, and you don't have to reveal uh, if you don't want to, I would imagine a pretty small percentage of the downloads actually do the in-app purchase, right? Um, Right. Because I know that's typical in the industry. And so, you know, it'll be a while before you recoup your investment. And, of course, you can't do Moses and Pharaoh until uh, David and Goliath. You know, becomes profitable and uh, or break even, well, right. profitable because you've got to have money to do the next one. So uh, that's why I'm doing this podcast. I want you to benefit from this so that uh, the next one can come out and and hopefully multiple. We need to jump on your bandwagon and spread the word and let people know about it. And uh, three bucks is nothing. That's not even a McDonald's value meal. So let me encourage everyone listening: buy the app, do the in purchase. Um, just to support uh, Gerald and what he's doing and uh, as a vote of confidence. But uh, when you see the app, you'll see it's it's not uh, charity to do that. It is uh, it is well worth it. And then that way uh, I, I use my app even in church, in small group, when kids are early. Uh, I mentioned in the last podcast, you know, I, I use Jenga. I use a lot of games where I'm just handing my iPad over and letting kids play. It's a relational thing that I do but we need more games like this so I can't I can't urge people border on beg people to support uh what you're doing are there other ways that people can help you besides the obvious download the app pay for the upgrades to support what you're doing tell others is there anything else that comes to mind that, that how they can help you and encourage you in uh, in this brave undertaking and what you're doing yeah. Oh, can I go back right before I answer? I
1: want to ask you, you keep talking about how you're using it in the kids ministry. And I wanted to comment about that before yeah, we go there. Absolutely. The, um, there's a thing on your iPad and your iPod and iPhone, all for sure, all the modern ones, um, the called AirPlay, right? Which allows you to take whatever's on the screen. Absolutely. And, act- and actually put it on a, a big screen TV, you know, and one of the coolest things, pieces of feedback we've gotten it's on our i actually posted the pictures on both twitter and facebook was uh our pastor was in japan because we have our church has a relationship with you know the japanese church as well and the kids there were were so you know the parents didn't know how to do it but the kids had actually in kids ministry had already they were playing it in in you know kids church
0: up on the big screen right now do you need uh do you need an uh, apple tv to do that yeah, maybe. Actually, I think you do. I think that's right. Well, another way to do it, one of the best purchases I made, and I've sold many of these. I should probably have bought stock. Brookstone has a mini projector. Yep. And it's a little expensive. It's about 300 bucks. I carried in my briefcase. The the <clears> lumens on it, I think it's 1200 I could be wrong, so I, I don't want to be quoting product specs. But it's really bright. You can be in a bright room. Luke and I have been in an airport. And I will hook in my iPhone or iPad and project on the wall in an airport <laughs> or, right. or a hotel room. We watch movies. We play games. And, uh, and it's a blast. And that's another way that you can um, project, you know, aside from AirPlay. You know, hook into a projector. And then the cables that come with that will go into to other projectors. But that's another way. If you can get your children's ministry budget to uh, fork out some dough for that. It's a great investment and a ton of fun, and I the reason I carry my briefcase is sometimes I find myself stuck somewhere with kids. They're so intrigued that I can pull out this mini. I mean, this is this is an audio podcast, but this thing's a you know little. It's like three and a half inches by three and a half inches square and a half inch thick. I mean, it's it's tiny, and uh, it'll actually mount on a tripod. So I bought a four inch tripod. And I found a little leather case. I keep it all in. It's got some little pockets on it. Nice. And uh, I pull that thing out, and the kids go bonkers because you can be a 99-inch screen. Right. And it blows them away. So I'm so glad you said that. So, yeah, before church starts or when that pastor goes over, because uh, it's the Holy Spirit's fault, of course. Holy Spirit doesn't release him, and he's preaching away. What a great thing to throw up on the screen. Pick a volunteer from the audience right. to come up and play. Yeah. or just do the game let kids take turns coming up trying to
1: slingshot and uh, or you could do two of them on the screen with the way you were talking about it and they could compete even Oh that's true two apps right. and two projectors yeah right yeah so there there's you know that was a thing that we are the technology is moving so quickly because when I first started on this path you know there was no way to put a game on the screen. Yeah. And it was a uh, there were these hidden APIs and app, but Apple, if they found you doing it, you know, people knew how to do it. But if you did it, you could get kicked out of the app store. I mean, it was a mess, yeah. You know, and I was thinking, well, how are you going to do this? Put this on the screen, and you know, and fast forward, you know, three years, you know, and they
0: there's, there's AirPlay, there's the projector, like we're oh, yeah. talking about. I mean, there's there's I, I remember years ago, I was mounting a, <clears throat> a camera on a tripod pointed down at my iPhone, right, hooked into a projector just so I could do workshops. On how to use an iPhone in your ministry, and now I travel with that little projector. I plug in my iPhone, I run a keynote, you know, right from my iPhone, and freaks right. people out. But yeah, what a great application! And yeah, uh, so
1: and I just wanted—I wanted to say that because you know it was—it was something we knew you could do, but you know I didn't—I didn't—you know I'd not seen anybody do it. And you know the minute you know our pastors in Japan, the very next day he's sending pictures home, the kids—the kids just did it because they had the Apple TV, they had it on the wall, boom, away you go. Yeah, you know, so so. Anyway, back to the how can people help question. Um, All the things you said, you know, download the game, telling everybody, you know, marketing probably is one of the hardest things to do, just getting the word out. I mean, the the app reviews super well. We have a five-star rating in the App Store currently for which we're immensely grateful. You know, but you know, just getting a lot of people to hear about it is a really hard thing to do. When when you sell something, you know, for three dollars, I mean, because marketing is expensive.
0: Yeah. Right? And when- and so
1: any help we down the path of just getting the word out is super big. You know, actually, you know, taking the time to actually do the purchase, obviously, um, on the website. We have some additional items. We we have a couple of T-shirts. We we have three different ones. We're getting ready to add to that mix. You know, we wanted to add a, one of Mirab for the girls, you know, because most of the characters in the story were, were guys. And my wife said, you need to put Mirab on a T-shirt. So we're, we put Mirab on a T-shirt with a, she's, with a... She's
0: pretty funny with the costume she puts on uh, David and Saul in that one one right. scene.
1: Yeah, she's kind of a prankster, you know, and we kind of set it up. You know, we, we portray her dad as, you know, being a guy who kind of, you know, earned it, you know, so it's kind of fun to yeah. see him kind of get it. Um there, so on, on the website, you know, we have posters and t-shirts there, you know, which, you know, if you purchase obviously helps, you know, because you make more money on that than you do on a, a $3 app, you know, and, and if, if there's other churches who kind of see the vision and really want to be a part of it, you know, just we'd love to hear from them. You know, there's lots of ways to, to be, you know, be a part of it that are beyond just, you know, the
0: the obvious things as well. Hey, let me, let me ask folks, if you don't mind, about your idea for the giant Goliath game because you oh, have cool. this idea... And uh, if you're listening, we uh, Gerald wants to hear from you if this is a, a product idea or just a crazy thing uh, that wouldn't actually sell. But he's got the capability, you know, of printing a nine foot tall Goliath, and the artwork's amazing. You'll see I have that one in of the, the app. Office Yeah, you've well, you've got yours, but right. to, but to produce this as a product, and the idea would be to uh, they cost at least $150 just to print this big poster. And then the idea would be to mount this uh, somehow on some boards and then to put a bell, you know, dangling on Goliath's head, maybe even hinge the head where it goes back or whatever. I mean, it's in, it's, uh, and I'm describing your idea. Maybe I should let you do it. Um, right. Just pitch your idea. Let, let, I should let you pitch your idea. What, what's well, this concept for? It's like a carnival game for wanna or um, Farfest or Harvest Day or, or right. whatever.
1: Well, I, I just watched, you know, and you actually reminded me of this when we were talking a while back, but, you know, almost every kids' ministry I walk into as I visit different churches, because you know, we travel because we're from you know, Arkansas and Texas, but we live in Seattle, and so we, we get to see all the churches our families go to during the year as well. And every one of them I walk into have got, you know, some type of setup for things for kids to do, you know, after or before the lesson, right? Yeah. And so we were thinking about that, you know, it's like I've got this nine-foot poster of Goliath, you know, and you know, you can take a bell, like as a school bell. You know, you could actually have a little sensor behind. My thought was to put a, a, a button behind his forehead. You know, and then once we have these real slings, I've got these little rice field balls, like kind of like hacky sack balls, and you know, to let the kids actually use either a slingshot or a real sling and actually see if they you know, can hit him because now it, that really imprints deeply on the kid what it was that David did. Yeah, you know, and that, how like, hard it was. Right, exactly, and how much practice it took. But Here, you
0: the nixed the whole idea of letting them cut his head off at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I made that up. But it's kind uh, of so anyway, years. I mean, yeah. but to produce that and to sell it, I mean, you're talking two or three hundred dollars probably with shipping and everything. And so, um, but if you think that's something that you go, man, that'd be worth the investment. It'd be fun. The kids would get a kick out of it. Um, comment in the show notes or send a, uh, a tweet to Gerald because uh, that's an idea he's toying with. And uh, obviously you got to have some people that are willing to invest some money. in. Uh, if, if I were currently a children's pastor, I'd be the first to put down some money and buy one of those. I think the kids would get a kick out of it. I think visitors would go home talking about it. Uh, right. They might just come back the next Sunday. I, I think it would be... I think it'd be one of those novelty things that would be really fun, um, and it would encourage them to download the app and continue to learn through the app. So I think it's right. a great idea. But obviously, great ideas you know you could produce ten of them and they could never sell. So, right. and, then, and then you'd be stuck with uh, a whole tribe of Goliaths in your living room, and your wife wouldn't appreciate that. Although your kids would love it. Um, but your bank account might not. So, so folks, uh, tweet, email us, and if, if you think that's a cool idea, uh, Gerald would love to, you know, uh, make one of those for you, and uh, m- maybe that'd be a new, uh, a neat product he could add to the, to, to the product line. So, um, I've gotten through the questions I wanted to ask, and we've created a pretty pretty good length podcast. Uh, before I tell people how they can get their free poster, is there any final thing that you want to uh, to share with us just as we wrap it up? I just,
1: I want to express my thanks, you know, for the, you know, being able to do this, you know, was a, a dream, you know, and so I just want to say thanks, first of all, to God on behalf of me and David and Nolan and the guys at the company who have actually, you know, you know quit our jobs to actually go do this, right, you know, and, you know, this becomes a full-time job. You can't, you can't do something like this without a you know, it being full-time. It just takes way too much effort, you know, and so, you know, that, and also I just want to thank my wife and their, on behalf of them, their wives, because, you know, putting something like this together with only nine people, I mean, if you ever look at the credits for something, uh, you know, or like Minion Rush, I was looking at the credits for that, and I bet there were 200 people that worked on it. It was just insane, you know, so to do something of this, this size with nine people you obviously work a lot, you know, and it took a lot of patience and a lot of not just us believing in it and believing in each other, but also our wives, you know, buy and the support, et cetera, you know, so, and then I want to finally, I just want to thank you for, you know, investing the time and us to take the time to interview us. It's, just, you know, really an honor.
0: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a great thing you're doing. I think it's cool. You know, a lot of times it's kids pastors uh, doing these things uh, on the side of running their ministry, but I, I think it's great that you got to technology background and a software background, and yet you have a passion uh, for children's ministry. And I I just would love to see children's pastors rally around you, support what you're doing, promote what you're doing. Um, You know, there's nothing wrong with promoting a product that is trying to equip and encourage parents and kids and build the kingdom. Um, There's nothing wrong, I think, with promoting a product at church when there's nothing The children's pastors are not going to profit off telling kids go home and download this app. So I just want to encourage them to not be bashful to do that. I don't think that's, Jesus would take a whip to that. Uh, you know, um, I, I think uh, when we look at what our kids are playing on their iPads already, it's not all bad. Um, but you look at the investment of time, some of it's educational, some of it's just, uh, it's just time spent playing. And if we could turn that into learning the Bible, having fun learning the Bible, um Seeing the character of David, um, I, I'm just like why not? Right. Uh, it's it's a no brainer, and uh, so if, if I can use any uh, influence I have, then uh, then I ought to. So, well, thanks for your time. And here's how you can get a free David poster. It's pretty simple on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, then use your Facebook page. But uh, all you got to do is say that you listened to David vs. Goliath podcast. And just mention righteous tales. If you're on Twitter, use the Twitter handle. It's just at righteous tales, at kidman talk. Uh, if you're a Twitter person, you know what a hashtag is. Put the kidman. Uh, hashtag so that others will discover it. You know, even if they're not following you. If you're a Facebook person, then then go ahead and uh, and just mention the uh, Righteous Tales on there. Be sure to put uh, a link to the website. If if we can't find that you did it on Facebook, it's pretty much a Twitter promotion. But I I want to give people who don't have Twitter a chance to win too. So uh, so go ahead and uh, Facebook a link to righteoustales.com or or a link to the. Um, to the, uh, to the directly to the app, and then just go ahead and write in the uh, show notes forum discussion on Kidology. Just say, Hey, I promoted on my Facebook page, and give us a link to your Facebook page. Just let us know you did it. And uh, the first 10 people who uh, promote this podcast are going to get one of those awesome posters in the mail. A lot of times, I got to tell you, people assume, oh, I won't be the first 10. It's been two weeks since the podcast. Never assume that. I, I have done giveaways in the past. And sometimes it's been three or four weeks later because people assume that, uh, you know, that they're they're too late. And uh, that assumption ends up costing them a prize. So it's the first 10 people who promote us on Twitter or Facebook and make, make sure we're aware that you did it. Jerry will be happy to drop you one of those posters. Also, go to RighteousTales.com, subscribe to his newsletter so you don't miss out on the news. And there's a press kit that you can download under the word press at the top. And you can get all kinds of information, help promote it at your church, and just make sure your kids learn about this. So thanks again for your time, Gerald. Absolutely. And uh, I look forward to Pharaoh versus Moses, although I, I, I worded it backwards. But Moses versus Pharaoh and um, and and many more to come. Ananias and Sapphira, Baal, uh, talking donkey. Uh, who knows what else will be coming down the pike, but I'm excited. And hopefully they won't all take four years. Uh, Because it's going to be like a snowball
1: going down a hill. Our goal is to have as much fun as possible telling kids about the Bible.
0: Amen. That's who we are. Amen. And thanks for listening again to Kidman Talk. This is Carl Bastion. Remember, you can always reach me on Twitter at Kidman Talk by email carl at kidmantalk.com. Don't forget to download David versus Goliath and yes, do the in app purchase and support what Gerald Hinson's doing and tell a friend, tweet about it, Facebook about it, and you could win one of those awesome David and Goliath posters to put up in your children's ministry or in your home. We don't care what you do with it, we just want you to support what. Gerald is doing because it's awesome. Until next time, this is Carl on Kid Men Talk.